Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Geek Wave. This is the low-budget show. It's the show so low, it has no budget. But if someone were to come to us and say they had an extra $100 million to reshoot this episode, we would take it. And then maybe four years later, we'd come back with another $70 million, reshoot it again in the cut that was originally supposed to happen. But it's going to be extended and in black and white and just be about society, man. Like, that is just where we are in terms of everything we do here. Man, it's time. <laughs> I've been putting this off for so long because I really really don't want to do it but this is the this is the, the the nature of the game you have to talk about this at some point and i figured instead of doing like a mini video i would just cover every base in the game and never talk about it again so this is the unofficial official tsunami studios snyder cut discussion basically this is a video, this is a podcast that I'm just going to give my final thoughts on everything behind the scenes, on everything with the cuts, everything with the actors, everything on the DCEU at large, just because I'm tired. I really, I'm just tired, man. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I just don't care for the people online who are berating the idea of what this is, who are thinking it's some impressive win who bullied a studio into thinking they have accomplished a goal. I just don't want to deal with this anymore. I can't. I mean, I grew up wanting this the same way I got Marvel. And I don't want to compare the two because it's not fair. And fundamentally, they are different things that represent different mediums. But for God's sakes, I just can't help but feel like this is too much sometimes. So this is it. Never again in a video... Am I going to talk about the Snyder Cut? Am I going to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League? Am I going to talk about the stuff with Ray Fisher or Joss Whedon or any of this stuff? I don't want to talk about it after we do this video because it's too much and I don't care anymore. I didn't care going in. I don't care now. I want to get my thoughts out there on it just because I know it's either going to be wanted for me to be discussing it or it's going to be like, why didn't you? So I figured I'm going to bite the bullet and just say... My final thoughts. So this is going to cover a few things. I got a couple notes here just on the stuff I want to cover. I'm always an off-the-cusp kind of guy, so I don't really take notes that much for stuff like this. But one of the things, I do want to talk about some of the like, behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm not going to get into every specific thing. I do want to talk about the Joss Whedon cut. I do want to talk about the Snyder cut. I want to talk about certain actors and how I don't think they represent the characteristics they see. And basically, I just want to talk about the DCEU at large and why I think they are doing the right thing by heading in a direction that is not connected to this movie. So, we all know the tragedy that struck Zack Snyder while filming Justice League, and that is, to me, the saving grace for why he should come back to do this. I am under the impression that if you are taking off a project, you shouldn't come back to work on it, but something like this happening to your daughter where she does something this extreme... It is the most heartbreaking and tragic thing that could ever happen to a parent, and I I feel absolutely saddened and upset for everything that he had to go through while this time period. Like I understand completely the necessity to walk away from the project because that is something that you have to deal with and something that is never going to go away or it's always going to be a part of you. That is the most tragic thing that has ever happened to a person, and I feel completely in support of Zack Snyder's actions and everything he did with that. I, I, I'm, I'm just really sad for the guy. I am. 
like I think that is so sad and I can't just imagine what he went through in that time period so him stepping away from the project I get it I think there's the right thing to do for his family and I, I I just feel really bad for the guy and then this is kind of where I don't want this to be like an attack piece against Zach because it's not I don't want to, I don't want people to sit here and think I'm attacking Zack Snyder because I'm not. He went through some hard shit and because of that he should be allowed to finish his project. The problem in my opinion where that lies is how the public responds to what he is doing. Now, I'm sure there was people who did there there was people. Actually, I shouldn't say I'm sure there was people who did the right thing and a lot of the money towards some of this stuff went to suicide prevention and awareness, which is a very positive outlook for everything that happened involving this project. But then you get some people, and I'm not going to say the type of people, but we all know the type of people that took it a little too far and were either attacking the studio, people that work at the studio, the actors in the movies, Zack Snyder himself, who were saying, this cut deserves to be made. And then some things came about that, and we saw, you know, billboards being made and all this fan outreach for stuff, even getting the actors involved, saying that there is a cut of Zack Snyder's version that is finished. Well, there probably wasn't a version that was finished, it certainly did exist in some aspect of the word, and thus released the Snyder Cut was built. First off, I am not the biggest fan of Zack Snyder's films. One of the things I've talked about before in a previous episode of Geek Wave was I compared Zack Snyder to Michael Bay. Michael Bay makes a movie for like the working class American guy. You know, it's like the the gorgeous girls, the big explosions, the ripped jeans, the beer. That is the movie he's making. Zack Snyder is Michael Bay for people who think they're film auteurs, who people that like it's so artsy and beautiful and poetic and symbolic. But it's not. You are just literally a surface level guy who fundamentally thinks he is special, but really isn't. It hasn't really captured that quality that other people have. You know, say what you will about certain directors and whether they're pretentious or not. I 100% think Zack Snyder is a pretentious director. That is not an insult on him as a person or any of the stuff he has been through. I am saying as a director as the way he shoots his movies, the way he makes scenes look, it is very it is very pretentious and falsely symbolic of something that isn't there. We'll get into that more when we talk about certain characters, but I just think he is not the greatest director of all time. And I'm not saying he has to be, that is not what I'm saying at all, but there's just something about it that is clearly false and not really like realistic or interesting. I don't know. I get why people like it. I understand how people can see certain shots he has crafted and talk about the symbolism and art, but it's not there. You know, when you do a, a movie like Watchmen and you completely miss the point of what Watchmen is coming across and you just focus on the way it looks, that is literally playing into everything Alan Moore was trying to say about that piece. It is not about the way it looks. It's about what it's trying to say. And that quintessentially is what Zack Snyder is as a filmmaker. So, yeah, he made a couple moves that look good, released the Snyder Cut, becomes big, and as we're doing that, there is this thing that is released called the Joss Whedon Cut of Justice League. Now, it came out four years ago. Let's not forget this. This movie is four years old at this point. Joss Whedon made his own vision. He came in to fix some things, make some edits, change some stuff around. Is it a good release of the movie? It's not. It is, by all accounts... A pretty weird release, even for DC standards. 
I think the problem is you wanted to become the Avengers, but I, I, I hate saying this because it, it's true and not true at the same time. The Justice League and the Avengers represent two different things in their universes, and I think trying to make the Justice League the Avengers is not what they should do. One of the things I'm going to credit Zack Snyder for is this idea of the Justice League being mythology, because they essentially are. I'm not somebody who plays into that angle. I prefer my Justice League a little more humanized, not in the way of the Avengers, but just in a little more like human nuanced areas. But essentially, they are gods, they are aliens, they are these people who are bigger than life themselves. And that is essentially what he was trying to say. So when you take all of that out and you try to focus on the jokes, I understand why people think it doesn't work. Because it doesn't, and it didn't work. The Joss Whedon version of this movie wasn't good. But I do want to say this. It is the exact same movie as the Zack Snyder one. It's just different shots and different jokes and different takes. That's it. It's the same movie. Like, fundamentally, the story is the same. There are faults in it. There are areas in it that do not work. Everything about that is the same movie. There is no difference in that aspect of the word. That is the thing we should make apparent to everyone because that is literally what has happened. It is the same bloody movie, kids. It is the same movie. So this one comes out, there's some more release of Snyder Cut stuff coming about, and in a sense, I honestly feel that it was a, an idea that a small minority of people online had a strong enough opinion that they forced Warner Brothers to release the Snyder Cut. Now, there was stuff with the suicide prevention and awareness, which I 100% stand by, but it came to a point where it was harassing, and it was this very dark idea. You can scroll through countless Twitter feeds about people threatening, harassing, saying negative stuff towards everybody involved in the process, saying that Zack Snyder is a god. And that is one of the things that only recently I think it has been kind of like turned against its head in terms of Zack Snyder. But for most of this time, Zack really didn't say no to these people. And that is, I think, just not taking accountability because I don't okay, I don't want to say for every filmmaker, but I, I know there's a large majority of filmmakers and actors and creators in this world who have been taken off of projects due to certain reasons. And one of the things I would think about is how do you respond to being taken off that project? Do you focus on a different project that you desperately want to make, that you desperately want to do? Or do you just silently and quietly try to be like a, an assassin on the internet and like show little production shots or screen caps or these random things like outlines of where this character would have been in this movie and how it would have went in your narrative on a god-awful social media site? That is just petty. Now, I, again, I'm sorry for Zach, but going this way of having the movie released... And you're like, I had my cut made. It is finished. You're telling the actors that it's finished. And you have the actors working for you on that side. And suddenly, every now and then, you'll just appear on your news feed on wherever the hell Vero is. You'll post a picture of like a, an outline of Martian Manhunter in a scene. You'll say, this character was going to do this. This is what happened in my part two of this thing. This is what it's going to be. You are not taking accountability for the movie. 
basically what you are saying in that regards is look at how good I am and how much Warner Brothers fucked up. I don't like that attitude towards a studio that has released most of your films. It is very rude, very arrogant, and very pretentious. Something we will find out a lot about Zack Snyder. And I'm, I'm so sorry for the guy. I, I keep saying that, but it's true. I just want to specify. He has been through a lot, and it sucks. But this is not how you should handle this situation. It is just very arrogant and not really mature. You know, because now you're just telling these fanboys and girls that have played you up to be some sort of like deity in their head that you understand how to make a movie or how things go better at Warner Brothers than anybody at Warner Brothers. And sadly, this idea that you are not telling them to stop has led to there being this harassment and that's how the movie got made. This movie only exists because of this online harassment. I'm not talking about the positive stuff, but it's only online harassment that made it released. That's it. That is the only reason this movie got made. I'm sorry, everyone. That's it. Do you know how much fucking money Warner Brothers put into this god-awful movie? So much. And it was try it was just to try to shut some of you people up. That's it. You did nothing special. You didn't win. You literally just bullied and harassed a studio in an attempt to get you to stop talking to them and stop harassing their people. I hate it. I hate that. Something I do want to be, I do want to bring this up, but I want to be very cautious about how I say stuff here because I don't know the full truth and no, nobody really knows the full truth at this point. But I do want to bring up the stuff with Ray Fisher and the allegations towards Warner Brother, Hamada, and Johns, and Whedon, and all those people. I kind of talked about it before, but I do honestly believe that there is something about Ray Fisher that is exactly what Zack Snyder was trying to envision. He is the type of guy that is going to do the same thing as Snyder and play into the fans and tell them something's wrong. Now, again, I don't know anything that has happened with any of these people and certain things will come out afterwards about Joss Whedon being a bad guy because it's, yeah, it's Joss Whedon. What were you expecting? We, we've known for years that he's cheated on his wife, that he's been very open with making female characters, but having them do stupid shit. We have known that for a long time. He's a terrible guy. I just don't know if the rest of Ray Fisher's allegations have some truth to them. I don't know. I, I Okay, I, I'm trying to separate what he said with the guy himself, but... I guess we'll talk about this now before we get into this actual, like, Snyder Cut stuff. I am not a fan of Ray Fisher as a person. I don't think he... Give, he doesn't give off the vibes of somebody I would want to spend time with, I would want to work with, or I think is a talented actor. I haven't seen him in a lot because he hasn't done a lot, which is why I understand his need to make this movie his big break. But I'm going to tell you right now, Ray, it's not. You, you can say this was the movie that would have made your career... But you are not a talented actor, you definitely don't understand the character of Cyborg, and you definitely don't deserve any of the credit that the online community that has harassed people has been given you. You really didn't do much of anything here, and you haven't proven yourself to be the next big thing, and you're not going to be the next big thing. You are the worst person to play the character of Victor Stone ever. Every other interpretation, whether it's an animated or live action, has done a better job than you. So shut up and quit pretending you're hot shit because you're not. At least Zack Snyder has proven he can be hot shit. You are trying to be hot shit, but you just aren't, buddy. So knock it off. Not good stuff. That should lead me to the discussion about the actors in these roles. Just because 
I think for the most part, every character is miscast. And I I think it's weird because you have a lot of good choices. And maybe I shouldn't say miscast. I should say they are cast accordingly with very little to do. Starting off with Ray Fisher, I understand what he wanted to do with this character. I'm going to tell you right now, there is no heart there that people keep saying there is. His character is stoic and emotionless, and you could say that's fine because he's a cyborg, but he really didn't stick the landing, and there was nothing compelling about his character or his performance in this movie. Another person like that, Ezra Miller. This is such a terrible, terrible choice for Barry Allen. You know why? He does not act like Barry Allen in the slightest. He's being Ezra Miller, trying to be that weird, grimy guy who's so funny and charming. You're not funny and you're not charming. I 100% believe you are a bad person, and I don't think you understand Barry Allen. This, this, this portrayal of the character is so neurotic, so annoying, so unfunny, and I don't think he deserves any praise for his performance. He literally just was an asshole. And didn't do anything good. And I don't care what you say about maybe is Snyder's version of the character that is bad. I think it's going to be bad in the Flash movie too. It, it surprises me how they went this far from what they did on the CW. Just because, say what you will about Grant Gustin. He is a fine actor. But he really understood the kind of like neurotic and funny that Barry Allen was. There's something about his Barry that feels authentic to the character we've seen in the comic books for decades. It's not perfect. It's very modern and CW'd up, but it's better than this awkward guy who, in the Whedon Cut, wanted to know what brunch was, you know, fell on Wonder Woman's boobs, but in this version was just, like, surprisingly weird for no reason. I don't know. I don't like that. I think it's weird. Not really cool. And I could say the same about Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I go back and forth on this casting. I wholeheartedly believe that Jason Momoa would have been a fantastic version of Lobo. Lobo is perfectly cast as Jason Momoa. They're like the same guy right down to the, the voice and the aesthetic. Aquaman, I understand people's need to go this route with Aquaman. This is how you get the general audience to go away from the SNL and the Big Bang Theory jokes and make him an actual character that they can like and relate to. My version of Aquaman I think is good is the clean-shaven version. And I'm not saying anything bad about Momoa, but I like my Aquaman kind of as like a counterpart to Diana and Superman where he's, he's more aggressive and more angry, but he's also like built and not this, like, annoying guy who's, like, a dirty, grimy son of a bitch. I don't think any of the Justice League should be dark and dirty. They're adults. They act like adults. They are all functioning members of society. They know how to compose themselves, except for maybe Bruce Wayne, but they're all good people. This Aquaman is so depressive and unsure of himself and this weird character, and I don't like the betrayal. Is it better in James Wan's Aquaman? A little bit, because they at least gave him a character arc and a story to play with. And that the, I, I think I'm going to say the same about Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I like the Wonder Woman solo movies. I'm a fan of Wonder Woman 84. I'm a fan of the first one. Are there problems in both those movies? Yes. Are they better because they are not being touched by Zack Snyder as much? Kinda. I think they work for the most part. 
I don't like this. I think one of the things I, I know is true is that you could cast a lot of people as Wonder Woman and it would work. I don't think that role is exclusive to Gal Gadot. That's the thing, actually, I think about the DC movies. Is I could look at any character, I'm going to say aside from Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie, and I think you could recast just about anyone for any movie and it would virtually feel the same. And that is something I think is acceptable in filmmaking, but not acceptable in comic book filmmaking. When we have this certain level of need that we've built that people have to be a certain way in these films, like we don't want anybody else to be Iron Man, we don't want anybody else to be Steve Rogers, Gal Gadot is replaceable in all of those movies. I, I think that completely. I think the rest of the Justice League is completely replaceable too. Ben Affleck has an audience for some reason, but he has not proven himself to be Batman, in my opinion. And Ben Affleck is another one of the guys like Whedon. I feel really, not Whedon, I should say, I mean Snyder. He's one of the guys like Snyder that I I feel really bad for just because it should be the role of a lifetime for a guy who grew up knowing what this was and always wanting to be a part of it, doing Daredevil for the reason of this. And now you have the opportunity and everybody is telling you one thing and you're coming back to do multiple reshoots. You're getting built in ways you've never been built before. You're going through a divorce. You are going through alcohol addiction. You are going through all this stuff. And it's an experience that you should be enjoying every second of, but it is crushing you mentally and destroying you that you don't want to be the character anymore and you're not doing your solo Batman movie. That sucks. At the same time, you can really feel he didn't care at this point. I feel really bad for him in that regards. Batman v Superman, we'll talk about it at the end, but he at least cared. I felt that Ben Affleck cared in BVS more than he did here, and it really shows. It really shows in his performance just how he's given up and he doesn't want to do this anymore, and it sucks, man. It really does suck, because I think he could have been a good Bruce Wayne, I think that would have been better if it was maybe 15 years ago. I know that sucks to say, but that is what I'm going to stand by. And I think the same can be said for Henry Cavill. Now, I am a fan of Cavill. I think he is a pretty good actor. I have liked him in everything he's worked on that wasn't Superman related. And my problem with him comes down to this. He looks like Superman. He is built like Superman. He's got the, the jawline of a Superman. He's got the hair of a Superman. He looks the part so authentically to the point that it almost hurts to see what he can do as this character. Everything else, the writing is so abysmal that there's a fundamental understanding that Zack Snyder does not get the Superman character, or he thinks he does. I think the prime example of this is that people worship Superman. They shouldn't humanity shouldn't be worshiping superman they should be looking at superman as this character who brings them hope who inspires them not someone they are wanting to be like their savior coming down to save them all the shots of like a stoic clark kent looking at the sky or looking down at earth like he's superman and a god is not the character fundamentally terribly written for that clark kent and it's so basic and stupid i don't enjoy that i think it's bad and let's quick fire a bunch of other like minor characters in the DCEU, Snyder's DCEU, I should say, that are terribly cast. Amy Adams is Lois Lane, fucking terrible. So, so not Lois Lane. It's like picking this 
nice girl fresh out of like college who's so nice and smart and everybody likes her like the popular girl who's never had to fight a day in her life and telling her to play the most badass chick in the world you don't feel any of the lois lane mannerisms in there she's just an actor who's got a name behind her i hate her performance and in the snyder cut she is a terrible addition as she does absolutely nothing but be the love interest to clark i i I fucking hate this idea i hate the idea that when lois lane dies clark kent would become evil the only time it's ever been handled with some semblance of like goodwill is injustice the video game and the comic book because at least that tried to make it believable he wouldn't just instantly turn evil superman is not a fucking light switch where you can just turn him on and off to pick what he wants to be he can't do that he wouldn't do that it's stupid Amy Adams is a bad Lois Lane. Jared Leto is a fucking terrible Joker. Absolutely terrible. I have no idea why you cast him in anything. Jared Leto just gives off the most rapey, perverted vibes I've ever seen from a human, but somehow they are trying to get him to lead Blade Runner at one point. Morbius at some point. Or is it Mobius? Who the fuck cares? That vampire movie at Sony. He might be in Tron. What the hell is going on? Why does Jared Leto keep getting these chances? Who is letting him have these opportunities? He must have some Jeffrey Epstein shit on everybody in Hollywood. Because holy shit is he getting everything he's ever wanted. Terrible Joker. Not funny, not interesting. Okay, let's talk about this right now. This is kind of talking about the characters, but that nightmare scene in the Justice League movie was the worst thing I've ever seen on film. It was so dry and stupid and pointless. There was no reason for it to be in there. And that stupid attempt at tension between Affleck and Leto was so weak and unjustified and painful that it was just taking you out of the experience completely because there is no way these two are threats. I am somebody who stands by the theory that this Joker is Dick Grayson because it's fucking ridiculous and this universe sucks. So I think that's what it is. He's terrible. Eisenberg as Lex Luthor is just about as bad as Leto, if not worse, because that is just so stupid so stupid he is so not lex luther he is not even a riddler he is just a terrible bloke just so stupid and annoying and talks like an idiot in these stupid like mannerisms like a quirky asshole you really don't understand nuance zach you don't understand how some people behind the scenes are controlling everything you clearly didn't get that with lex Joe Manganiello is Deathstroke inspired casting that should go in more directions, but if we never see it again, I will not lose sleep over it. We have had countless interpretations of Slade Wilson in media that's good. Arrow did it, Titans did it. Those are both arguably better than what we saw with Big Dick Ritchie over here, but I would watch a movie with him. He's probably the best casting that Zack ever did, and nothing came about it, which kind of sucks. I mean, what else we got? Jeremy Irons. Yeah, he's fine. Alfred, who gives a shit? J.K. Simmons, wasted opportunity with that character. Absolutely stupid. Amber Heard is Mara. Again, people are talking like nobody else can play Mara. Anybody can play Mara. You get some chick dye her hair red, they can play Mara. I think she was better in the Aquaman movie, but everyone in that cast is expendable, except for maybe the actor playing Black Manta. I think you could replace them with anybody, and it would work just as fine. Who cares? Like, it's literally just so stupid and sad. 
really sad. It, and uh, it's, it's just so infuriating that that's what we got. So, after the 27-minute mark, let's actually get into the Snyder Cut a little bit. This is what we've waited four years, hundreds of millions of dollars on Warner Brothers' part, allegations, people being fired, people being rewritten, people being written into the movie, written out of the movie. Here is the product we have waited our whole lives for. We have harassed and threatened and berated countless people working behind the scenes on screen of this thing. The actors have berated people. Everyone involved has either said it exists or the people that destroyed it from happening are assholes. This is our final product. Four hours in a 4-3 aspect ratio of the Snyder Cut, baby. We finally got it, and holy shit, is it the exact same movie from 2017 with extended scenes that would be cut out of a regular released movie. There is nothing special or creatively cool about this film that we didn't already see the basic plot of in the Joss Whedon Cut. It's the same movie. The scenes are extended for a reason because Zach's like, I'm only going to get to one of these as you should because you have proven to be a terrible commodity at this point. You shouldn't have be make you shouldn't be making more of these is what I'm going to say. It's not a good film. Nothing that was added takes anything to the story in a fun direction. All the stuff we see is a different shot of stuff we've already seen. It's dumb and it's pointless. It is just bloated for no reason. There's a good two hours you could cut out from this that we've already seen. And I think somebody just did calculations that about 10% of the movie is in slow motion. That is the most terrible thing I've ever heard. Absolutely terrible. There was so much about this that I I knew I wasn't going to like it from the beginning. There's so many storylines and elements it goes to that I don't like. The I, Okay, I think the biggest flaw I find in this movie is we need the mother boxes to bring Darkseid to Earth, right? But thousands of years ago, he got there without the mother boxes, right? And then the, the world of man and Atlantis and Amazons like hid them. But, but Steppenwolf can just show up randomly okay and it's because superman died first off i want to talk about this let's talk a little bit about bvs uh, terrible movie worse than this one by far because it was just a sob story as to we're setting up this one we are not going to tell a compelling superman story we're going to have superman struggle with this idea that maybe he's a god well you are stating right away he is a god by doing this story at all and it's stupid and weak and wasting the opportunity how can you okay how can after one movie arguably two with superman and then one of batman do you do two of the most iconic stories with those characters why after just introducing your batman character would you want to go for a dark knight returns feel i i'm somebody who has said countless times i'm not a fan of the dark knight returns i am not a fan of frank miller's writing I like some of Sin City. I like some of Ronin. I'm not a fan of Frank Miller's writing. Will I say that he had like reshaped the entire landscape of comic books? Absolutely he did. He brought us into the modern era, essentially. I don't understand how you could look at The Dark Knight Returns, a 50-year-old Batman coming out of retirement to take on some threats and punch Superman, is where you start with that character. There are countless other iconic Batman stories that are equally as important, if not better, that show a young Bruce Wayne, year one. It doesn't even have to be year one, but why would you do for your first outing for a franchise the end story for the character? 
Same as Superman. Why would you think that the death of Superman is the log- logical next movie in your in your fucking series, man? It's insane. There are ways around it so much so that it's pointless to even consider going that rabbit hole, man. So the idea that in the Snyder Cut, Superman's death, he sends out like an echo across the world and all of these people hear it and they're like, finally, we can come to Earth and fight him. Why not come to Earth when he didn't exist? It, oh, it's so stupid. And the, the way the team gets together, it sucks. The, the cyborg story sucks. I'm sorry. The CGI is appalling at times. The resurrection of Superman, they try to make it make more sense here. Who cares? It's all bloated. You literally wasted Martian Manhunter to a severe extent. Like, I understand how some audience members don't like Marvel movies and they want to be like, this ain't no Mickey Mouse shit, boys. We want to see dark and gritty. Fundamentally, fundamentally, these characters have never been dark and gritty except for Elseworld stories and the Dark Knight Returns. That's about it, man. That's literally it. And I think Dark Knight Returns is an Elseworld story now, right? I think so. It's just like, what about seeing Superman makes you think we should do like the dark story and go in that direction? Like, you have him in the black suit in this movie, but in the comic books, the reason he wears the black suit is because he's not at his full power and it's like like a rejuvenation thing to bring him back to his full strength. That is why he wears it. This is just in here because it's moody AF. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would you think that's the route to go? Why do we need to have them kill the villain? No one in the Justice League should be a killer. I absolutely hate that. I hate that interpretation for Wonder Woman just because she is the ambassador of peace. That is her role. She is the ambassador of peace throughout the entire of the DC universe. That is what she's been primarily throughout most of her conception. And you think an ambassador of peace would go around killing everything? No, she's going to try the alternative. The darkest one should be Bruce Wayne Batman, and even he isn't going to kill people. Not like Ben Affleck just mowing them all down with a gun absolutely terrible absolutely pointless i uh, i i can't with this movie it is just so frustrating to talk about pretentious to open it up with like this is like to preserve the the vision of snyder's cut like who gives a shit at this point we all know it's bad the dark side the dark side stuff what a weird inclusion not needed it, it's weird i always think this is weird like why do you start with Darkseid as your big bad? Even Steppenwolf, I, it's stupid. The new god should not start off as your big bad. You build to that. It's called building a climactic ending. You don't start with the world-ending event. You start with, like, like the checkmate gang or the inner gang or some shit. Then you build up to the Legion of Doom. Then you build up to the Darkseid stuff. It's so dumb. And it, it makes its audience seem like they're idiots because they don't understand or they think, like... This is these characters. And I think some people who have... This is... I don't know how this is going to sound, actually. (laughs) I think if you've never read a DC comic book in your life, you are going to have this taste in your mouth that this is how these characters act. And you're going to think, wow, DC is darker than Marvel. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think DC is darker than Marvel. I don't think for a second DC is darker than Marvel. Marvel talks about real-world issues a lot of the time. DC is this more like 
psychological thing where it's like grandiose mythology and stuff but it does it in a very playful and respectable respectable manner like it, it deals with like hard science fiction and fantasy issues and detective stuff it can be darker at times but the characters themselves of like superman the flash wonder woman these are not characters that are darker than some of the stuff we saw in marvel they are just fundamentally not billed as that and the fact that we're trying to make them that is weird there are so many individual scenes in this movie that frustrate me, and we don't. I'm not going to go over all of it. I like everyone's talked about the Justice League movie and what it means to them. There are people that think it's the best film ever made. That is like such a poetic symbolism. That Snyder is a genius. I don't think that's true. I, I mean, if you couldn't tell already, it's not a good movie. It's insanely long. The effects aren't great. The cuts are stupid and pretentious and annoying. And the writing is so on the nose and basic that you don't buy that any of these people like each other or want to help each other. They're just there. You're focusing on the wrong elements as things that you should think about. Like one of the things I, I like about the CW Flash and I like about Aquaman, don't over explain the stuff that doesn't need to be over explained. If you're talking underwater, you don't need to make an air bubble. They're Atlantean. You think they're doing that every time they want to say goodnight to their kid? No. They're not. They're just talking underwater. Who cares? Don't overthink it, man. What's the why overthink that aspect? But then you don't really overthink the fact that like Volko is somebody he's known his whole life, but he's like talking to him like he needs to find his mother's trident and like all this stuff that he already knows about. Stupid. For starters, absolutely pointless. And like, who cares if the flash starts running and his shoes burst off? Why wouldn't the rest of his clothes burst off? Who cares? On the CW, it's just like, run fast. You got aerodynamic clothes now, baby. Don't overexplain it. Like, there's no need to overexplain it. This idea that Cyborg is the heart of your film is stupid. If you want to see a good portrayal of Cyborg, one that feels realistic, not realistic, one that feels authentic and like there's some actual tension there, I think the version on Doom Patrol did it better. Joven Wade, I think, is a, is a way better actor because they humanized the character in ways that this one didn't. In the Snyder Cut, Cyborg has moments where he's thinking about his family and becoming the hero and stepping out of his own. In Doom Patrol, we see that character struggle with that identity, trying to be normal, trying to escape his father, and arguably we have more time here. But it's like, you could do it. It's been done before. We don't have to see this stoic version of Cyborg because arguably he's never been this annoying before. It's just fundamentally weird that these are the choices that they've made. I don't like it. The tacked-on ending with Martian Manhunter, so stupid. You, you clearly don't understand Martian Manhunter. Like, I, I've said this on my Twitter before. The heart of your movie, if you are ever going to make a Justice League movie like we see in the comic books and in the animated series, the heart should be Martian Manhunter. He is not the Vision character. He is not the Superman character. He is the one that is trying to figure out how this is going to work. He is your Black Panther. That is that character. That is who he should be. White Martians would arguably be a better villain to start out with because then you're like, this is John watching what's left of his race, try to destroy him because of who he is and these different outsiders come into the world to help him. That is a cool story. And you could open up that movie talking about like 
John Jones talking to his kid. It's being like there are these heroes on Earth that are of like myth and legend, and we see like the the Dark Knight running across the the street, and like the Man of Steel, and the Warriors of the Water, and the Warriors of the Amazon, and like speedsters and Scarlet speedsters and lanterns like come and help everyone. That would be cool to see. I think that would make for a fun story and a way better property than what we got. So I I don't know. Should I keep talking about the movie? At this point, it's redundant. Like it exists. People love it. The hashtag is blowing up. Everybody's singing it's the best shit ever. It's not. I'm sorry. It's just not. And I wanted to and let's end things here by talking about the DCEU at large and pretty much where I want it to go in the future. Snyder's gone. He's not he, he's not making another one of these. If he is, I will be very surprised that he wants to because this sounds terrible and I don't know who would want to work on one of these after what he's been through. Honestly, I feel bad for the guy that this is what he has to resort to sometimes. It sounds terrible. He made Man of Steel. He made BVS. He made this. Are any of them good movies? I don't think so. My okay. My favorite DCEU movies currently, like in the in the scape of they exist in this weird omniverse continuity that DC is doing. Number one, Birds of Prey. I love that movie. I will support that movie till I am blue in the face. Number two, Wonder Woman, the first one, absolutely fantastic. Number three is Shazam. Those are my three movies, all of them fun, lighthearted, and telling a gripping story that has nothing to do with Zack Snyder's vision. And I think that's important to note. This is done. The Snyderverse, everything he built, we're not going back down this rabbit hole. We might keep some of the actors until we reboot it again, but it's done. We are not dealing with this anymore. It was it backfired. It cost them millions of dollars. They were harassed. They were bullied. People's lives were affected because of this. There are currently investigations going on at Warner Brothers. There are actors who are being pretentious and arrogant and pricks. There are directors doing the same thing. Everything about the behind-the-scenes stuff is going to be an indication that we're not doing this again. The pretentious nature of the movie being released in the stupid aspect ratio, in the long landscape, it does not justify the means to continue making these films. So what would make you think we're going back down that well? Why would we? How come people believe we still might do that? It is ridiculous to me that people honestly think they would want to continue making these. Why? What would be the logical reason to do that? There isn't one. It is so fundamentally flawed at this point. It is painfully obvious they don't want to do this again. And they're not. They're not going down that rabbit hole. They're moving forward. New greener pastures, man. Forget about it. Everything about it is just so annoying at this point. And I think everyone's tired. And if you think like hashtag restore the Snyderverse is a good idea, I'm telling you right now, rethink your priorities. This isn't a Marvel is better thing. This isn't like Wonder Woman or any of those other movies are better. It's just like at this point, everything we've been through, a mediocre release of a four hour movie, all the behind the scenes drama, all the actors bullshit, the directors bullshit. Do we need to go down this again? Do we need to see the completion of bullshit he's just bringing up now? Like, like the the like the Batman movie is going to have like Barbara Gordon and John Stewart was supposed to be in this. Do we need to have these stupid rumors just keep popping up? If it was really his cut, wouldn't that stuff be in there? <sighs> I'm done. That's it. I have said my piece 
on the Snyder Cut, on the Joss Whedon Cut, on the actors, on the DCEU. I'm done. I'm not bringing this up again unless it's a news piece in another geek wave and unless it's just like we're re-releasing this movie again. I'm not talking about this anymore. This is the last time you are going to hear me bring this shit up. It's so tiring. It is so tiring and I just don't want to do it anymore. Uh, If you liked the movie, I'm happy for you. If you are one of the people who harassed everyone involved to get this made, fuck off. I don't want to hear from you again. We're not going down this well anymore. Move on. Please, for the love of God, move on. Get something else going in your lives. I don't need more of this. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm just I'm just done. I've officially reached my limit. You will hear me talk about these movies again, but when it comes to Zack Snyder's Justice League, Restore the Snyderverse, any of that shit... I'm done. That's my final words on the subject. I am not doing this anymore. So thank you guys so much for sticking it this far, man. I can't even say senses properly. Sticking it this far. Thank you for joining us this long. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed, please give us a rating. It certainly helps out there wherever you do that from. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, Patreon, Twitter, and OnlyFans for more content and exclusive content on some of those platforms. And I'll catch you in the next one. Have fun. Stay safe. Good luck.